Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Andy, man, I really had a great time uh, talking about them horror movies, man. I thought it was long overdue. But now here we are with the emails, and I kind of still feel like, based off of our horror movie talk, we should have some sort of an intro uh, for these emails. So tell me what you think about this. (sighs) Steve, 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 Steve. (sighs) Steve, Steve, Steve. First up, order of business, my man Matthew Riggins. Mookie. Uh, crown my nigga Aries. That's it. You are officially the oppression king. Tony Soprano. Really? You bodied that impression, impression my dude. Jay Farrow, Atheon Crockett. They on the dream team of impressions. But you know who you are. Jordan. You got to say Mookie in that voice. What are you fucking kidding me, Mookie? Uncle June, it's a cash business. I don't want you putting cocaine on those fucking garbage routes. Uh, oh, and now that you all have the visual of the podcast, Andy, chill the fuck out with them shorts you be wearing. <laughs> Dude, those were swim shorts because I was going to go to the pool afterwards. I feel like Pacino character in The Irishman when Hoffa was mad as hell that the mobster showed up to the meeting with them tight-ass shorts. <laughs> you wear fucking shorts to a meeting. Um, I'll holler at you. Stay, so, stay safe in this corona world. Peace. Um, I was waiting to get the, the, the... Were you really? Yeah, I was waiting because I, I saw it on the video, and I was like, Jesus, man, we should have cut that video up a little higher so you didn't see them shorts. Did you let them in the house? Wild rant. Wild rant. Jesus fucking Christ. How do you say it in fucking Polish? Um... <laughs> uh, I got another one for Mookie, and I'm reading this back-to-back because I thought this one was very important. Um, Is this one he just sent the other day? I think so. About I sent it to you? He sent it to me. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. Um, 
Another one from Mookie. What up, my boys? This is an advice email. Oh, my God. Chest burn. Um, so in December, I took the civil service exam in hopes to be a sheriff for Middlesex County. I'm currently working as a security guard for the courthouses in New Brunswick. I was working with the sheriffs and said to myself, I can do this shit. For a while, all my boys were screaming at me, uh, screaming, yo, face, yo, face, take the civil service exam. You're already a rent-a-cop, nigga. Uh, that's good when your boys can support you possibly being in law enforcement, given what our history is with the police. I would think a lot of them would give you shit, but that means you got some real partners or partners. Honestly, <laughs> I never thought about being in law enforcement. I wanted to be a rapper since I was six years old, but now I'm 30, and any puts in caps, them days are over. I lost the passion for rap. I'm going to put a pin in it. I'm going to keep reading, but I'm going to put, put a pin in that point right there. I passed the civil service exam, and recently I was reached out to by county corrections. The first thing that came to my mind was, fuck, I don't want to be no damn corrections officer. All the sheriffs at my job told me congratulations and take it just to get my foot in the door, and then I can transfer over to being a sheriff. Now I feel like I have to take the back door to being a sheriff. But I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it all the way real with you and Andy. I don't want to do this county correction shit, but it is a career. I want to marry my woman and have children with her, so I have to take this job. But my heart and brain is like, nah, nigga. I'm not worried about the tension with law enforcement. I feel we need more black faces in law enforcement. I just don't want to do corrections. It's jail. I'm being paid to be in jail pretty much. Don't know what to do. Any words of advice? Should I suck it up or be an officer? Mookie out this bitch or nah? Um, you know, Mook, I got to tell you, man, I, I, and, and I don't want this to f- come across like, you know, I don't have any love for all the other people that write into us and that are fans because Lord knows I do. Um, but you know, your natural tendency in life is to have a certain affinity for certain things and for certain people. And I like you, nigga. Uh, it's something just about the way you come across. You and I have exchanged words sometimes via email. Uh, you came to the shows in Brunswick. I dig you, dog. So I really want to see, see you do well. And what I'm, what I'm crossed with is this. Unless you really in your heart, because you already said it, that in your heart you don't want to do this. And I've always been a champion for people doing what's in their dreams and what's in their heart because otherwise you are going to be miserable. But before I really answer this, do you really think your rap chances are over? Have you really decided to hang that up? Do you really Have you really lost the passion for it? Because if you have, then by all means... Um, don't do that because you don't want to do anything half-assed that you're supposed to give 100% in. Um, and if there's a little bit of life that still burns, if that candle burns at all, even if it's a flicker, go after your dreams, brother. Go go, go for it, man, till the wheels fall off. But I also understand your circumstance in terms of life's reality. You got a woman. You know, you want to have a family. You can't pay the bill on dreams. Uh, so I get it. I guess I'm trying to say if selfishly, if there's a way to do both, if you still feel like you want to do something in music, maybe even if you don't rap, find a way to be around it, find a way to be associated with it because it could spark some inspiration in you that can make you find a second wind that you didn't know you had 
or that you you weren't quite ready to have just yet, but now you are. Um, so, and I'm sure Andy will shed light on it, which will probably help you even more. But I, I just I hate to see people not going after what they what they what they dream and what they believe. Um, but I also understand it's a, it's a, it's a it's a hell of a I don't know if conundrum is the right word, but it's a hell of a situation because you got to be you got to live life. You got you got to do what's practical. So, you know, no, I like what you said, though, because um, if, if there is any desire to still, you know, be musical, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying be the artist like you just said, if you if you, if you produce, if you can. Uh, I don't know if you do your own beats. I don't know. I don't know what your where you are in your uh, in, in your attempts of being in, in the music industry. But if you have some of that and you can do that on the side, I would do it. But I, I appreciate what you're saying right now is that you have a woman and you want to start another chapter in your life. And so that's OK, too. And that's worth doing um, if that's what you if, if you in, if you're in love and you want to have a kid, you want to be a father. Man, that that's I think that's one of the, the most important things we can do as humans is is is, is to be good at that job, because uh, that's how we set the next generation. So. Uh, I'm all for that. My sister, uh, I'll let you know, is a sheriff. Works in the correction uh, facility. Uh, uh, what you're speaking of, a corrections officer, usually the sheriff's department in, in Arizona. And because of me uh, and some other issues in my family, uh, she was never able to make the jump to being an actual sheriff because we have uh, I have a history with law enforcement, so uh, it, it really didn't uh, bode well for her on moving up through the ranks. But um, initially that was her, um, path that she wanted to take, but she, she stayed, she stuck in the corrections, uh, system. I'm just saying, I don't think it's bad. If that gets you your foot into the door and can get you into being a sheriff, I do think we need, uh, all faces, uh, a lot more, uh, faces in, in law enforcement, as you said. Uh, I think that's a- admirable work. We do need, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to use Trump's law and order speech, but I, we do need protection and, uh, it would be great to have people that uh, do it who have uh, accountability for their who they are as people. I don't know you personally, but like Ari said, you know, you feel people. Uh, so I think I think it's great if you can get your foot in the door and that's something you want to do and have a career. Um, fantastic. So, uh, but don't... Or what you could do is infiltrate the system, brother. <laughs> get in from within and change the power structure. Point out the fucking pigs and the devils who are trying to kill us. Rat them out and get them from the inside, a.k.a. code name Leroy Furious. <laughs> and you could do that, too. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I have a lot of respect for what your, your, new, uh, your new destiny in life is and to do the family. So uh, congratulations on, on wanting to do that. But, uh, yeah, keep your toe in that uh, in the music water if you can. Yeah, man, and, and maybe, you know, while you fucking your woman, you just rapping as you're stroking. You know what I mean? That way you could infuse some of that rap hip-hop DNA into your future child. Every time you pump it and you fucking the pussy, you start rapping. You know what I mean? If you could have recorded that girl from next door, you might have been able to lay down some beats. D- see? Mm-hmm. God damn it. Uh-huh. All right. Good luck, Mook. Keep us informed, baby. Uh oh. This is on me. This is on you, oh, baby. Love from it. PLLP. And remember, last we left off with PLLP, me, Andy, and Neri Sides were all dumbstruck 
by his ability to want to annihilate the police force single-handedly by himself. So he follows up. Sup, Aries. The last email I sent was a reaction to what you said. Let's not do it. While addressing black people, I understand your stance with the Selma quote and killing us, but they have been killing us and locking us up for nothing. I don't question your love for your people. I just disagree with your statement. I'm not trying to change your mind, but you can't be angry at these brothers for shooting them pigs. Again, uh, I, Ari Spears, I am in no way associated uh, with this ideology and this thinking. Uh, I am exempt from all responsibility and actions, therefore, and so on. <clears throat> now, this email is more to- <laughs> directed towards that pink skin, slick talking, yarmulke wearing motherfucker. Yes, you, Andy. In episode 191, he throws slick jabs at black people when y'all were talking about Doc Rivers. He said black people would complain if that was a white coach losing and say they wouldn't give him the many chances if he was black. Do you know there are only eight black coaches in the NBA and the players are 80% black? Also, at least Doc Rivers has a ring. How many of them white coaches got that? Then this dude went on to blame black people low voter turnout in 2016 for Trump. First of all, you crackers voted him in. Secondly, there is a huge voter suppression of black people. Thirdly, why are black people always supposed to save America? And fourthly, fuck you. Respectfully, Leroy Jenkins. I've never felt so respectfully fucked before in my whole life. Power to the people, nigga. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm going to say, man. Uh, well, I'll say a few things, but let's start off with this. Whatever white dude fucked up your life, man, I hope you get him. I hope you get him. Because <laughs> you have some anger issues that you need to work out. Uh, that thing they said about Doc Rivers was saying uh, that a white dude wouldn't, they probably would have called for a white dude's head sooner. Than that, uh, and that's what all I was saying. That wasn't a jab at uh, at coach. I think I think Doc is a great coach, uh, and he was a great player. So th- that that's not that's not an issue. And you're the only one who wrote that in, so no one else got that from what I said at all. Uh, there is a lot of the, uh, the NBA fires coaches, and a lot of white coaches get fired quickly because they don't hold up to the job that they're doing. Can you say Mike D'Antoni, or as Charles Barkley would say, "Let me tell you something, man, Mike D'Antoni." I, I love when you do impressions, man. Sorry. Man, let me tell you something. Everybody talk about uh, one of the greatest dark red coaches, but Mike D'Antoni. Uh, so that 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 was the only point that I was making, and and it was agreed upon. Yeah, their Doc's uh, pedigree in basketball kept him there even longer, and that happens for white coaches too. That was I was just kind of fucking with that for you to get for you to find that. You really were looking for something. By the way, I'll take pink skin, but I don't wear yarmulke. And what was the other thing? Uh, uh, it was uh, silky slick. Was it silk? Oh, slick? yeah. And t- and thank you for telling me that I'm a slick talker because I thought I was. Oh, I, I, you slick pink skin yarmulke motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't wear yarmulke, and I do, uh, but I uh, I like that you think that I talk slick because uh, I, I thought I stutter a lot. Pink like a pig. 
I bet you the insides of your inner thighs just wet and slimy and creamy the way a pig's is who hangs in a pen and eating at a trough with the evilness of the devil of the pinkish hue that comes from you devilish cracker fucking cracker nigga. And, and since you did bring it up, uh, I'm also uh, Hispanic. Uh, Fuck that you. I'm Mexican. You a devil. So my uh, my pink dick is my pink dick is Look actually at that pink it, dick. It's Ooh. actually brown. And the same with my ass that you can kiss for coming at me that way. I don't know where you're coming from. I'm just saying, whoever that dude is that fucked you up, get him. Get him and I'm get rid get of that. I'm going to get him and I'm going to get you. Yeah. I'm going to haunt you in your dreams like Freddy Krueger, you white devilish what is, what is socialist capitalist sons of bitch. What was it? It's Jen- Jen- Leroy-, Leroy-, Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins. Not to be confused with Leroy Furious. I'm going to have Leroy Jenkins music put on with that uh, with that Friday the 13th beat behind you it. You should, man. You should. <laughs> Got love for you, LPPL. Uh, power to the people, nigga. Was there anything else, though, that I missed that I didn't address no, that he said in there? No, no, no. He got you. You got all the, the, the pink, slickish yarmulkes and all of that. You addressed yeah, all of that. And Doc Rivers was the only thing? Doc yeah. Rivers was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doc's a good coach, man, but uh, and he's going to end up with the 76ers, so. You think so? That's what they're saying. Here's one of my uh, least likables. Uh, he's the opposite of Matthew Ricketts. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Rashad Simmons. Oh, yeah. I like, <sighs> I like Rashad. Yeah, you would, pinkish devil. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Damn, nigga, you sat and read all those. And he's talking about, okay, to me. You sat and read all those stats for blacks via Obama, meaning Obama. Well, good, and yet, and still not one. Fucking policy. Gay marriage, that was policy for his people. He did nothing for us. Whoever sent that shit to you needs to do more than Google bullshit. Obama, Obama is what he is, and I'm done having this discussion in front of white folks. You made your point with me earlier. It's not kosher to dog this nigga in front of company, but don't go on a tangent with Google bullshit as if he's been justified. He's a bitch nigga. Yeah, I don't like this nigga, Andy. Because of his Obama stance. I, I just, and listen, let me, let's go back a little bit. He's not the only dude, he's not the only black dude that thinks this way about Obama. There's though. a lot of black morons okay. out there. Listen, I sat there, and, and let, let me address the, and I sent a post out. Let me address the LGBTQ thing. When I said, when people, again, he did more for the LGBTQ than he did for us. Last I checked, we have black brothers and sisters that are a part of the LBGTQ community. So if they benefited, being that they are us as well, despite being homosexual, not like that's a bad thing, because I read a lot of hate-filled messages that said, well, let me make my point first. I said, being that they are a part of that community and they are us, does that not count? Their benefit is our benefit. They are they they are they are gay and black. So if it helped them as black people, why did we not benefit? And again, I got a lot of no, nah, they don't count. Fuck them. Nah, this, nah that. Well, that shows you where we are with people's temperament and people's attitudes. But they don't count. Not only don't not only do they count, but any minority advancement is an advancement for all minorities. Because as the, the policies change, it, it changes it for all the minorities that fall into the minority category. It, it benefits everyone. 
I thought so. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a long way to go. Uh, I, I but in, in fairness, in fairness to this conversation, black men, I'm going to say the black community, but black men in general were have suffered the most in this uh, country with its laws and, and, and how they treat minorities in this country. Black men. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? I would agree. Okay. So to see the LBGTQ community come out and with strong uh, and getting strong support in a relatively short amount of time, I can see some of the frustration. I understand some of the frustration that uh, we were here. We've been we we've asked for this, and it's taken forever to get it. And it seems like this group that d- isn't represented necessarily just by minorities, also represented by white men, comes out of nowhere, and I shouldn't say nowhere. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that the community has been around for ever as long as as long as history is, but have come out though as an organization relatively sooner than anything from the black community. And it does seem a little like the black community is waiting and they kind of got bumped ahead in line. Now, to your point, doesn't it represent some people in the black community? And isn't any minority advancement uh, an advancement for all minorities? Yes, but I do understand the frustration with some black men because they have been waiting. They have been asking. They have been demanding. They have uh, protests, march. You said gone on and on and on and still waiting. And it, it, it does seem like we'll, we'll do this over here. It helps everybody. And it doesn't give the black community what, it, what its due is. What's the most disheartening thing to me is that I sat there and I read all that stuff about uh, teenage pregnancy and whatever the negativity with that was being down uh, the fact that he appointed half a dozen women of color into very powerful positions uh, and judicial seats and stuff like that Um, healthcare and how, how much black people benefited from that and all the other things that he did from a number standpoint and that there are niggas like Rashad who just dismiss all of that. Like it's nothing. And 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 despite, again, what he was up against, the, the resistance, the, the, the racial the racial bullshit and the unfairness, the hypocrisy, the, the, the contradictions, them Congress fighting him tooth and nail on so much of what he tried to do, which we again, we again we know was based in racism. So despite all of the shit he had to go through, he was still able to get some things done that was beneficial to us, having been up against those things. And all of that just gets brushed under the rug. I don't think it gets brushed under the rug. It is. That's what he's doing. That's what so many Negroes like him are doing. But what about the other side that I just said? You're waiting. You've been standing in line, and you feel like you got passed over a little bit in the line. because Okay, Okay, but let's be honest. You, you you really expected him to get it all done? No. One of my favorite lines in the, in the Sopranos is when he tells um, Richie April, you know, you're like a woman with a Virginia ham under her arm and you're, who's hungry, but you're complaining because you got no bread. And I don't even think a lot of you niggas know what that means. 
Let me say that again. You got a Virginia ham under your arm and you're hungry, but your complaint is you got no bread. Eat, motherfucker. You got food right there. You're being picky over bread. It's like Obama did so much. Could he give you everything, meaning the bread too? No. And again, look what he was up against. Of course not. But he gave you some ham. You niggas ate. Come on, man. Well, you know, and this goes to what you say all the time. If you take every accomplishment away that he had, every, take, take them all away. Just take them all away. The one accomplishment that, he, that you can't take away is every black person in this country, now when they raise their kids, can say that you, when you grow up, you could be president. And every black, so many black people went, fuck cultural symbolism. That's not just symbolism. That is a, I, I know it is. That's achievement. That's achievement. That's an achievement. And it's proof. It's a historical, documented, forever in the books achievement. And, and it's also a place now that you can aim for because it's shown that it can happen. So your kids now have belief in that. I, I, so I, I, How do you downplay that? But again, this is where people don't get me. Because I can agree with you and then say, but that man standing in line waiting for his opportunity. And I understand that frustration. But let's deal with the, the reality. That's why I said this is not a sprint. It's a baton race. Everybody wanted a sprint finish. Once Obama started, he went through the ticker tape, finished, got everything done. There was no way that was going to happen. It's a baton race. He started he took it as far as he could take it. Now the next black president will have to pick up the baton and f- take it to the next one. And guess what? He won't be the finished guy. It may be a bunch of niggas that have to be president before we finally get it right. No, because there's no finished guy. And this is the reason why. And this is what gets missed. What you're looking for is for a, advancement in the black community, correct? Is that what, you, is that what, what he thinks is missing, that he didn't advance the black community? Yeah, the that he, he didn't sign no policy. Okay, but here's the problem with that. As black people advance, the, the needs of certain parts of that community change. They're not the same needs as other parts of the community. So as, we, as, as more and more black millionaires and billionaires enter this economy and become part of this economy and the growth of this nation and influence on this nation, their needs have changed completely from the needs of the black community that they moved away from financially. Now they want the same policies that white uh, billionaires and millionaires have been enjoying because that's how they make money. Right. So this this isn't just about changing things for the advancement of a group based on uh, a minority it's also based on your financial status what you need in life because as you go through this ca- we live in a capitalist society as that changes your needs change because if you are and if you want to get back to your community you still need those financial breaks to even be able to go back and pick up out of that community this is it's it's so much more complicated it's not a magic wand it's not a wave and it doesn't change overnight it's not going to happen that way yeah, and, and again, I just think that for, for so many of y'all to be dismissive of what he had to do, what he has done, given what he was up against, is a disservice to us as a community because it further perpetuates this truth that 
we don't stand together. And 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 again, I'm no nobody's president. I mean, nobody's perfect. Certainly, no president could ever be perfect. Um, but just the fact that historically we have never stood by each other and supported each other, despite whatever the mistakes, flaws, you know, uh, underachievements have been accomplished. Other races do it. White folks do it. We don't do it. What? It's it's thought of that white folks don't do it. do it because in the, in the big picture it looks like they do it. But white people aren't for white people. Well, white people are for white people when it counts. Overall, yes, white people are for white people. In in the progression, they want to see white people. They like to turn to their left and their right and see other white people around them. But they're not for them. They're not trying to make. White people, listen, as far as humanity goes, there's no difference between Jeff Bezos and the, uh, the guy who is, works the garbage route. There's no difference as a human being. They're both equally human. Right. Okay? Uh, but the difference is I know Jeff Bezos' name, and I have no idea what the guy who, who does garbage's name is. But you're not going to be naive enough to think that's the only difference. No. No, but that's just, that just, I'm just saying that's, that's how big the difference is, that I know one's name. And okay. I don't know the thousands of people that are doing the other right. job. So now take those apart, and now we got to look at the humanity of it. Do you think the people that are in that category of the Bezos care? Really? And Bezos, I'm going to use Bezos as a great example. He's, one, he's the richest man in the world right now. How come the people who work for him at all their positions aren't the highest paid people in those positions throughout his company? He has more money. That, that company is worth more money than any other company. Why isn't his guys that work on his dock making $2 an hour more than the guys who work at, uh, at uh, Apple's dock? Apple's the second richest company. So why, 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 why aren't they making? Because he doesn't give a shit? Because people care about themselves and their situation. They hardly ever go out of their own circle. He has... He, he, Bezos actually has, to me, Bezos has the responsibility to show the world what a great company could be because of the amount of money his company is worth, the amount of business that he does. He could put people in positions to show how good the company could be. Back in Detroit, back in the day when, they used, when we were the greatest automaking company in the world, when we had the best cars in the world, people were retired as millionaires from building cars. They're, they had their stocks and the retirement that they were paid into. When they retired, they had money waiting for them at the end. And then they tightened up the margins, they tightened, and that money wasn't as available, and that's what kind of bankrupted the automobile industry. But that's because they weren't putting money back into the people. Money goes into the people. You have a strong economy, and people do well. There's less problems between people because people just be, – what people want is to have a good life. They want their kids to have a good life. No, not everybody has to be a billionaire. Some people have to be the garbage people. And you know what? That's Okay. If you if you're treated if you're treated well if you're financially equipped if you can pay put food on the table if you can send your kids to a better school if you can give them a better life, I'm, I'm not, I have no problem with that. If that's my if that was where I was like some people some people just want to install tile. Not everybody wants to be the head of a of a multi million dollar company. Not everybody is qualified to do it. But our humanity should be equal. That's and when as people get irritated with me as I as I go back and forth on things, it's because I'm trying to balance humanity. And it's our humanity is what is, is the most important thing. And we can't get to that because we, we work in a world that's about money. 
and we don't know how to do I, I'm embarrassed that, De, that Bezos company could be that wealthy, and there's people that can't afford to put food on the table. How is that possible? I hear you. I hear you. I, you know, just to tighten it back to my point, I, I just... I just don't understand how we benefit from denouncing you don't, Obama. You don't. I, I just, I just, I just. It, because to your point, as you always say, and you do say white people stick together, the, the, the illusion to me is white people do stick together, so that's fine. But why, as a community that's only 13% of the population, denounce their one person that sat on the highest possible level of this country? And, and did a pretty damn good job. He didn't embarrass anybody. He didn't embarrass anybody, and I think he did a pretty damn good job, again, considering everything that he was up against. And, and uh, to, to just sit there and go, he did nothing. And I read so many comments on my Instagram where it's just flat out, he did nothing, not one thing. Name one thing he did. I'll wait. And I sat there, and even as I read all that, it was like I, I read nothing. It it was, you like he's like Rashad said. Oh, you read that bullshit that some fake Google. Now it's fake. Sometimes non our, our black non believers are just as bad as Trump supporters. Well, and their denial. It's just it's unreal. Well, you know, and and I'm not trying to shit on Trump even more. And I don't have to work that hard at it. Uh, when you just said, you know, he didn't like I said about Obama. He didn't embarrass anybody. He didn't embarrass. He made me happy. He, he, listen, I didn't agree with all his policies. I didn't like the way he did everything. But he never embarrassed me. He never embarrassed me in this country. He never embarrassed me out in out in into the world and to the other countries, the other leaders. I can't say that about the white dude that's in the office now. And even if you, I felt like even if you took those moments, didn't embarrass anybody. Uh, forever etched in the history books in terms of our legacy and our history. Um, you know, the accomplishments, the factual accomplishments that I named, even if that was it, that's enough. That, that, that's enough for now. I'll take that because it could have went the other way. And, and then can you imagine what people would have said? Then could you imagine the look, how I would have made us look? Al Sharpton, 1980s president. Yeah. I'm not trying to shit on Sharpton either. I'm just saying hey, that would have been a look. He was a fat nigga with a perm and a gold chain and a medallion and some jogging suits. Uh, you that, said perm, right? Perm. Okay, yeah. No, no, I just I, I want to make sure you do yeah, that in. Yeah, that was, that was enough of a look. But, um, but and, and, I'm, I, and I'm not, that's not to shit on anyone. Obama came in. And, and you know what makes me mad, too? If I said, if I say, and he was well-spoken. People think I mean, oh, well, you so he's well-spoken. Yeah, because uh, uh, he's articulate? Yeah. No, as a He's president, a great, as orator. Yeah, as a president of the United States, he was one of the most well-spoken presidents. Listen, in terms of speaking skills and abilities, and in terms of a voice, that's a talent. Connect and emotion, dude. He's right there with Dr. King, man. Like Dr. King's voice was specific. The way he spoke, the things he said, he connected with you. You know, his draw. I believe that when we come together in a D like this, like he just, it, it, it bedrew you. Obama, when he would speak, we can be better when we try. Every human being, 
like my daughter, Sasha Malip. We've got to come together. We can be better than this because we're not just a nation. Like, goddamn, you feel, it was like hearing a, a singer sing. You were like, yo, who's this motherfucker? It's that in and of itself for black pride, for pride. You, the same way pre-drugs Whitney, you could look at Whitney and hear her, when she sang the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. As, a, as beautiful as that was on a human level. And what I love about that clip is they cut to grown white men. Crying. Yeah. Okay, so on a human being level, that's wonderful. But come on, man. As a black person, you're going, that's us. She's us. We come from that. But as a black woman, she looks like me. How the fuck don't you feel that? The first time you saw Michael Jackson moonwalk, you went, as niggas, that's what we do, baby. And here's Barack. I remember when he gave his acceptance speech, the DNC in Denver. And he was so big, they put him in the stadium, in the football stadium. And the cameras and the way he spoke, and it was like, you felt like this motherfucker's special. And he represents us by the color of his skin. Come on, man. I don't okay, get that. Let me ask you this question then. Let me ask you this because this is something when you brought up uh... – uh, Whitney Houston, the Star Spangled Banner, it made me think of something in a different way. Are those, the men, the men and women that are against Barack, black men and women that are like he didn't do anything for us, right? Okay, is it because Obama had a way to connect? And you just said it when he does the speech, and we could do better. We mm. as a, we're not we as a nation, right? Because he connected not just with the black community, but also with the white community, right? White. And when you said that about Whitney. And you saw white guys crying in the audience. Yeah. She didn't connect with just the black community with that song. She connected with the nation. Yeah. Is that part of the problem? Is it, do, they, do they undersell that because it connected with white America as are you, well? So are you asking me, are some black people upset because of that? Would, would they wanted a president that none of that connection was necessary? It needed to be focused on black America. I, I wouldn't say that they thought it should just be focused on black America. But then he shouldn't worry about connecting with white America. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I, I don't think that they would think he's not supposed to connect with white America. But he was supposed to make sure that he looked out for the brothers. Hey, brother, look out for the brothers. Because you also brought up Michael Jackson. Right. And Michael Jackson, you know... There was a lot of black dudes that didn't feel Michael Jackson anymore. He wasn't like a black. Because he, he, he got away from, from his blackness. I, I, I don't know. But that I I'm, never sensed that Obama got away from his no, blackness. No, but, but what I'm saying is he connected with America in general and not just with the black community. As he was supposed to exactly, do. Exactly. I understand that. But do you think that that might be some might have. disconnect? Some might have. Some might have. Because I got I to believe that if you don't understand that part of his duty was to be presidential. And in being presidential, you have to be the president for everybody. Anything less is not presidential. And I don't understand how some black people are so narrow-minded that they don't understand that this is America, which meant that if he had just tried to be for the brothers, white America would have taken that and ran with it. Oh, you see, they get a black president, and look, he just for the black people. 
Now, while there have been plenty of white presidents have that have surely been for just their people, without a doubt, because we know this is hot. This is racism. This is America. We know that it's hard for us to play by those same rules. We've never been able to play by the same rules. So what I'm saying is, had he just tried to be for the brothers, let's think about long term. Do you know how impossible it would be to get the next black president? Because white America would hold that against us the same way they held OJ against us. Oh, you niggas going to pay for this. We might not have nailed him for the murders, but for stealing his own shit, 187 years. Which everybody admits the, the, the sentence he got was did ridiculous. Not, the punishment didn't fit the crime. Not at all. So if, if, we, if, we, if Obama's just for the brothers, then guess what? They're going to take it out on the next nigga trying to be president or the next possible what could have been black female president. They're going to suffer from Obama just being for the brothers. And how the fuck does that help us Well, in the long run? And I wish presidents continue would remember this. When you're president of the United States, and I'm saying this specifically to a president right now, if you're president of the United States, you're president and you represent the past of this country, the president of this country, and the thing that I think that they need to remember even greater than those two things is they also represent the future of this country. Right. And when you speak the way Obama spoke, I felt that. Right. I felt the whole thing that I just said. When this dude is speaking right now, he doesn't represent the future at all. And when we, this is something that's different that I didn't talk about when we did the Biden-Trump uh, episode and the debate. If you you got to represent the future. And when I saw Obama, when Obama spoke, I, he spoke directly to that, the future of this country. We, right. That whole we can do better as a nation, that, that speaks to the future. Right. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit, I, I get a little... I'm like I said, I wasn't like Obama's the greatest president, but I I knew what Obama was, what made him great. And I I think that I don't understand when when you when you get these emails that none of that's recognized. No. And none of it's recognized uh, because, you know, uh, you know, black people have always had this stigma of crabs in a barrel. We hate to see each other shine. And I just, I just think, I just wish more black people were open to the. Un- I think that's changing. I really do think that's changing. I think it's changing too, but I just wish more black people were were open to the reality of, you know, this the country we're in, the history of this country. Come on, man! If we don't stand together, then what are we doing? You know, there's a sweet spot in people on how they interact with, with others. And when you have nothing, when you, when you have very little, you're very protective of what you have because you have to divide that up amongst your family, make sure people are fa- you're protective of that. Right. And then there's this part where I, I think in that middle where, you, where you, you feel like accomplished and you feel fortunate that you have achieved and you give back and you're open to letting others in and bringing people up because you feel rewarded for what you have accomplished. And then there's this next step that's rich. And if you don't keep getting richer, then you must be getting poorer. And I think that both the poor end and the, the high, the rich end somewhere in there, the humanity of, of us goes away. And in the, 
in that middle area of, of and, and, I, and the humanity goes more away in the rich. I, I I don't mean that into the poor, into the low income because when you're really poor, you you have to think about yourself and your family. You can't think outside that. Right. So I shouldn't say that in humanity specs, but in how you take care of yourselves. But that middle area, there's something about it where I think we're better people when when we're rewarded for what we've done and we appreciate and remember that and then bring others with us because you want others with you. You want to share this because it's good. Right. I don't know what happens with Rich. I don't understand I don't understand why you would uh you would feel that if you were a billionaire this year, that if you weren't a two billionaire next year that you lost money. Again, man, we both speaking in an area we know nothing about. So that's why I'm like Maybe we need a billionaire on the show. <laughs> <laughs> to explain, explain it because I would like. I would like. Yeah, I, listen. I t- told you the, the mystery of money to me. I gotta believe that once you hit a certain area, I don't know what it is. Something changes. A, a flick, a switch, something happens. But in my particular small brain, to me, it's just about humanity. It's about how we treat each other, how we're going to be as people. And I don't mean that you have to be nice to people and welcome people and and. But to be civil to people and to see when someone's in need to be uh, respectful of that and try to understand that not everybody's coming from the same place that you are, I think is important. I'm not saying you have to roll out a carpet and bring people to lunch and take care of everyone. I'm just saying that there's a humanity out there. Right now, okay, I don't make a lot of money, but when I have food service people come over and I'm doing things, and I don't have a lot, but but I made a little bit of money this last month. So I throw another dollar or two into the tip jar, extra than I would have before, because they're out there doing a job that they're risking their health, and they're not—they're making a you know an hourly wage. So I'm, 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 and I'm not. This isn't all about money, but it's about respect and understanding that people put themselves out there. And if I have a little extra and I can give a little bit of that back, why, why, why don't I want people to be in a better place? I want the people around me to be in a better place. Are we that fucked up that we don't want everybody to be? And then we have to look at someone who achieves and bring them down so that we can still feel like we're not in a better place? I think so. I think, th- I mean, you said it earlier. People care about themselves. So. So if they're not doing well, everything's fucked. There it is. All right. So that's what we got to. So if all these Obama haters are just people that aren't doing well. I don't, you know, I'm sure if they heard you say that, they don't want to be made to be, like, like don't be that naive to think that that's what it is. But, yeah, yeah, um, fuck, okay. Uh, Ghetto Casanova for you. Took me a few months to catch up. Great podcast. Every episode when y'all was promoting the Anchor Podcast app. After episode 160, I was like, let me check this shit out. For a while, I thought you needed, like, some expensive mic, soundboard, studio, the whole nine. I was like, I ain't got that type of money. But all I use is my Beats headphones, my phone, and I'm good to go. Just wanted to, th- just wanted to say thanks for pushing me to do it. This isn't some plug to promote my show or ask for y'all to be a guest or anything. I'm not a bugaboo like that, if the kids still say that. I still have my nine to five as a bus driver. I just see things as an outlet to talk things out, say what's on my mind and stuff. I'm still learning as I go. It's just uh, myself, so I'm really putting on a one-man show. I guess th- uh, I guess thanks for the push. I'm already four episodes in. Not sure if you got my last email because usually you respond. Oh, well, peace and blessings all at my niggas, Hitman Jones. 
So he's saying he started a podcast. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations, brother. Shit, do your thing, baby. You never know where what, it's going to lead. Did he give you the name of his podcast, though? No, he didn't. Dude, hit us back with your name of your podcast. Yeah, so, so we could mention it. And, you know, when your shit get nice and juicy, we'll come in for the double fucking. We only take you when you're juicy, nigga. Um, from Jay Smoke. What about my... Oh, I like this one. This, uh... I like it short and sweet, but I, it's to you and Neri's point. I think you made the point, basically. Uh, remember when we were talking about uh, the people, the parents that uh, try to take advantage of the school system to get their kids a better education, yeah, yeah. and then you brought up uh, Gilbert Arenas, and your whole point was it's not about race, it's about money? No, that was Neri, actually, that brought that up. Yeah, he did. He brought up Gilbert. You sure? Were yep. you? No, nope. well, it was. But well, you have hit upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, but yeah, but that was that was near. You brought up Gilbert. Okay, and he's correct. Right. Uh, hey, Aries. I just listened to episode one ninety with Nary Signs. When speaking of getting over in the justice system because you're rich, let us speak to Michael Vick and Plaxico Burris and ask their opinion. Side note: I love your comedy. Yeah, wealth. As much as everyone wants to make it about race. Wealth moves the needle, man. Did you not hear what he just said? Yeah. About Michael Vick and Plaxico? Yeah. yeah. They had money. Yeah. They had wealth. Them niggas was treated like niggas. Okay, but here. Let me, let's, now, let's, let's go back to this. Plaxico Barris was told from the very beginning to take the plea because he can't beat the law. The law mm-hmm. was written. He wasn't going to beat it. And he said he could beat it. And he didn't take the plea. And they were trying to give him a decent plea, right? And he didn't take it, and he ended up going to jail. That was one. And you can look this up. That actually happened that way. He was told to take the plea because mm-hmm. the way the law is written, he had the gun. It was in the club. He shot himself. It was obvious it's his gun. He was done. And when you break the law, there's there are rules. And if you have money and you had fame, which he had, the prosecution was willing to to knock it down. But he didn't want that. He wanted he wanted off. Right. Michael Vick, his story is different. They didn't want to press charges against him. His money, his fame, more his fame, more who he was, more that the community knew who he was. They let that go a couple times. They did they chose not to go after him. It's when it made the news and some of these white liberals who want to make sure every dog is safe. Came in and put pressure in from the outside is what got him caught, got him locked up. And I think it was an aggressive and way over the top uh, uh, treatment to him because his. You think that had something to do with him being black? Yes. And not only being black, but also being famous because fame works for you when you don't get charged. But when you do get charged, then there's people who want to make an example out of you. And if you're black, there's people standing in line to make an example out of you. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the initial, initially, both of both had an opportunity. There was some escape room. Michael Vick got got fucked. Mm. And and, I, and to all the people that are dog people out there, I, I got you. I don't like. I, I don't want dog fighting. But there's something else that you have to understand. I made this argument when. I was no when I wasn't doing comedy and I didn't have a podcast, but culturally, things are different. 
in different areas of the country, in, in, different, uh, in, in diff- different ethnic groups. Um, I grew up in Arizona. Uh, I grew up around a lot of Hispanics, and cockfighting was something that I knew of. And at, at my younger age, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I wouldn't have known that there was something wrong with it because you grow up with it. Uh, Michael Vick, they talk about this. The dude who said he still would do it, basically. Right. He grew up with dogfighting, <clears throat> not giving it a pass. I'm saying, though, there's been different laws in this country that have moved from one place to the other. Uh, and where we are today is different than when where we were back then. And... I think that, you know, he was financing some part of it. Yeah, he, I mean, there was, there was a crime there. Did he, did he, removing him from the league, was that, was that justifiable for how they did that? And they made an example out of him because they wanted him to be the example when he wasn't the person even running the ring? And so I'll go back to the saying what I just said. Yes, uh, if you're famous, it works for you until it works against you. And then it works Really against you. Uh, really against you. And if you're black, then there's people standing in line to make an example out of you afterwards. So, yes, it had to do with being black. It's pretty fucking honest. Um, okay. Where are we time-wise? We're right about there. What is it exactly? About five know? minutes left. Five minutes left? Okay. Um, from Gold Hunter Bob. Uh, Andy's melting pot argument. Hey, Aries, this will be a quick email. I just finished episode 124, mail call, and found one small thing that is missing in Andy's melting pot argument. I don't know if Andy is just not explaining it enough, but I will. We are at a melting pot, but we are refusing to melt. Yeah, I know it's small, but it was getting on my nerves that he didn't say it. Sorry if y'all have responded to my first email. I haven't caught up yet. P.S. Keep up the great work. We we touched on this a little bit about melting, but I look at... Uh, black culture different than I do uh, the rest of the cultures that are in this melting pot. Because, uh, and we, we've had this conversation before, uh, all the other cultures came from Europe. Uh, even, our, even our Southwest culture that came up from Mexico really is, is influenced by Europe as well because Mexico was influenced by Europe when it was colonized by the Europeans. So that's all European. Black culture, and the reason I say black culture, not African culture, is because black culture was people that were robbed of their heritage uh, and treated almost like seeds because they're replanted and regrown. You're not black people in America who came from that when their roots or their ancestries are through slavery. They didn't get to keep their religion, their history, their past. They were replanted. It was like if you took something from one country a seed from a tree from a country and you brought it over to this country and you replanted it, it would grow still differently because the soil is different, the water is different, the time of the year is different, the sun's different. And they grew, uh, blacks in America grew their own culture, which is today's American culture. And so when I look at like the melting pot and because blacks were used in this country that built this country, I kind of see uh, blacks as the pot. We melted. This culture was built around what there's only two indigenous cultures to me here in the United States, which, which was the Native American, the First Nations, however you want to call it, and uh, which were essentially wiped out and don't have influence culturally on this country uh, other than in the Southwest and how you see it as in history. And then you have black culture, 
which is the only culture that was rooted from its own. Because that culture was developed by having to make do and making the best of what you had. But I want to make sure I understand his point when he says, because to me what it sounds like is, yes, in theory, we are all supposed to be a melting pot. But when he goes, but we're not all melting. I'm, and correct me if I'm interpreting this wrong, but he's saying, yeah, in theory, we're supposed to be doing that. But the reality is we're not doing that. No, we're not. So when he goes, it's like you kept pushing the theory, but not the reality. I, I agree with him. But also, this is, first of all, getting to America is, is, is really, uh, obviously, it's a, very, it's a very hard subject to, to talk about, honestly, because it's never really been talked about, honestly. It's always been hidden. Uh, you, when you talk about conspiracy theories, it's funny because the, invent, the, the invention of America is a conspiracy theory because it's not true. What you're taught in school is not the truth. It's been hidden and moved around. And now we're getting to the point where everybody kind of knows and we have access to information. So it's not as hidden. The melting was a year, and that's why I just said this. It melted. The Europeans all melted and kind of figured out how to make this work for them. And that was white. Uh, the, Met- the Hispanic community, mainly Mexican community that came up from Mexico, that was, this was part of their land. It was taken away. They, were, they left or they assimilated. So that melted in and kind of fit. And it's still, it's still having its own problem. It's not 100% melted. It's it's in there, but black culture was its own because it was never accepted. You weren't black was brought in from somewhere else. It wasn't part of what the idea of of the forefathers. And I don't even say the forefathers because I'll take it past that. When Britain colonized the Americans, blacks were only slaves. It was they weren't brought over here for opportunity. They weren't brought over here to be given land. They weren't brought over here for any of those reasons. So that's not going to melt. That is your work. That they were the workforce. They were the service. But through that, that's what I look like is the pot. That's, what I, that's why I have so much respect for black culture in this country because it is what has kept this country together. It is the, it is the pot. Right. And it's never it, – it, because it's developed our own culture. Our, our culture – what are we known for in the world? We're known for uh, – music is one of the things that we were known for, which jazz was the, the, the music that was brought really from this country to the rest of the world was the original music that was brought that way, and that came from the black community. Now, it was hip-hop music. It was rap music. Where did that come from? The black community. Our sports that are dominate the world culture, other than soccer, uh, came, comes from the black community. Our I- entertainment culture, black community. Right. So <clears throat> I, I understand what you're saying where you don't understand. Maybe I'm not explaining it the way that I should correctly, but... In its infancy, which America is still only 240-something years old, is still an adolescent trying to figure it out. Right. And I personally believe, and this is where everybody can say whatever they want, I believe that we can still make this work. Right. Listen, uh, and that's where I always... uh, God, sometimes I know these words, but sometimes I'll be fucking up the meanings of vice versa. Cynicism. Yeah, I don't know if I'm using this right, but that's where I become cynical. Cynical. Yeah. When I go, you know, I call you Cap. Yeah. Because that's a noble idea, and and from the very day one of you know, all these laws that were written in the cons create creation of the Constitution, 
all of that has always been the case in terms of what it should be versus what it is. Okay, but let, let's, let, let's, let's go back to that, that, that Constitution. When that Constitution was written, it was written by all white men, correct? Yeah. And that Constitution, on the Constitution, now I know there's other papers, but on the Constitution itself, is there any place that it says white men? No. If it did, would we still be able to honor that Constitution? I mean, we would have to no, no, in terms of you know, from a human morality standpoint. But technically, yeah, because that's what that's what was written. But we we would make a change. We'd have to make a change to that. That document, as it's written, there was some, there 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 was also the Adams. When I say Adams family, it's going to sound weird because of the Adams family. Right. But at, if we go to the President Adams, John Adams and Quincy Adams, they were vehemently against slavery. They didn't own slaves. They can't. They were for, They were Northerners too. They weren't the Southern. Uh, not. They weren't the Jeffersons. Right. Je- that's funny. It's Jeffersons too. <laughs> TV shows. Shows. Yeah. Sorry. It's just. It's. It's catching me right now. Um, and, and 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 let's admit, back in the slavery days, those were not good times. No. Did you catch it? Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. John. Yeah. I was ready for the dad. <laughs> the dad to come out and smack one of us. Okay. Um, they were dynamite, though. True indeed. Okay. But hey, fucking slavery, whatever it is, these are just the facts of life. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut it. So the, the, the point of that, though, is that document, it could have very easily been written by all the white right. men in the room that signed that wrote white men. Right. There was people that were against it and weren't going to allow that. And I think <sighs> this is where I become cap for real. Uh-oh. I think at that time, I would have to say there was nothing stopping a white man from writing white men on that paper. There was no, there was no black coalition that was going to go, no, nah, that's not going to work out. There was no Mexican culture. Right, col- right. That's not going to work out. There's a reason why it's not on there. Whether it is they had some kind of uh, uh, thought into the future or just God's will. It's not on there. And I believe that piece of paper can, can and will work. And the thing that you say about me, about being cap, is, and your cynicism is, uh, there should be's and there is. But I know what is right now. I'm working for what it should be. And if I, and if I give that up, then let's fucking blow this shit up and start over. Because <laughs> that's the only option, right. is to work for what it should be. What I believe it was, it could, and I and I think that it it was exactly what it was supposed to be when this country was created. Then that is exactly how it was supposed to be. They rolled it out how it was supposed to be. I don't agree that I, I agree that there was there was people against the way that it came out, and obviously it wasn't the majority. And I don't think the country would have stayed together if you would have tried to separate uh, the north the north from the south on their views on slavery at that time, because we just finished uh, the war with the British, and I don't think it would have stayed together. I think we would have already had a, we would have went into our civil war immediately after that. Right. So for whatever reason, that's how it went down. I think it worked out exactly how they saw it at that time. But today, the people who live here right now, and the opportunity that we have with everything that we've seen going on in America right now, and a president that showed us Everything that's wrong with America right now. I, I think we have the opportunity to do something different. 
And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to believe that. All right. Here, here. Well, that's our time. Um, yeah. But just before we say that's for yes. time, I just want all the black folks that just heard me say that. You can save your time. You don't have to write down. Well, it's easy for you to see that because you're a white dude. And it doesn't affect you the same way that it affects us. And this, I know that. I already know that. But I have to have the belief, even as a white guy, that we can fix this and make it the way that it's supposed to be. And if you don't want me to have that, then, again, let's just blow it up and we'll start <laughs> over. Because if there's, any, if there's no white people out there that feel this way, um, it's probably not going to get done because there's still a lot. It's still the majority of the country. This is P P P L P L P P. Blow the motherfucker up. It's the only way we destroy the white pig organization devil stylistics is to blow it up from within and start it over. But this time without the white masses or the pig and the porky skin of uh, magnetism. I'm out. Can you feel it, baby?